hello and welcome back to Curiously Polar. We are back. Well, but when I say we, uh, I'll have to introduce you to someone new and we're also recording on a, at a new place. Um, you heard in the last episode that Mario is out at sea with Hurtigruten. He's uh, doing expedition, expedition management, expedition leader, expedition guide there. And that means he doesn't really get to record that often because out at sea there's not much network. Uh, interestingly enough, I've just been out at sea with a couple of people, um, including another expedition guide who I'm with here now and who might show up on this little podcast a bit more often. Uh, hello, Henry. Hi, Chris. Nice to be here. So tell us a bit about yourself. Who are you? Uh, what's, what's the area of expertise that you usually dabble in? Well, I'm an expedition guide too. Um, I cruise around polar regions. Um, main, sh on ships usually? On, on ships, yeah. On expedition cruise ships, usually uh, 100 to 200 passengers capacity. Currently on a very small one with you on just 12 passengers. That's, that's a photo tour uh, that we've now done twice from Tromsø down to Lofoten. Exactly, around Lofoten Islands. And um, yeah, that's my most westerly area, uh, easterly area actually where I'm sailing through. Usually it's um, Greenland and uh, Spitsbergen. So that's the area of expertise I have is, um, yeah, volcanoes, glaciers, uh, subglacial volcanism. Yeah, that kind of, of area is my focal point. So we have, uh, we, we're almost at the end of the second week. We are uh, right now in Henningsvar, which is uh, middle to well, kind of the middle of the Lofoten right and uh, it's a fisher town there's lots of fishing going on you might be able to hear some ship in the background you might hear some seagulls it's a beautiful sunny day uh, <laughs> and yeah why are you laughing <laughs> it's the first sunny day in two weeks <laughs> <laughs> it's not true we no no that's not true in the first week we had several sunny days Remember the sunrise in the morning of the first day when we... Oh, yeah, when we got stuck in Skroa, that's true. Yeah, see, we had beautiful sun there. Um, but hey, it's it's February, it's the Arctic. Uh, the, I think everyone who came here came with the expectation that there might be snow and that there might not be as much sunshine. But right now it is just lovely. It's lovely. It's almost spring. There's uh, no snow left except for the high mountain peaks. It's a beautiful sun today for... Yeah, half a day after the storm catches up again. And uh, yeah, we're just having temperatures around 5 degrees. In the sun, it feels more like 10 to 15 degrees. F 5 Celsius, definitely over, over the melting point. <laughs> and yeah, this afternoon we will take off towards Tromsø again. Uh, I think we have one stop in between. Yeah, we will stop uh, close to Harstad in a little bay called Kilbotten. Yeah. And then it's on Friday, just all the way back to Tromsø. Yeah, so we go back to Tromsø, we will um, then disembark and go back to, well, back home, which is kind of a pity. But I thought we'd better get a recording in before we leave and uh, watch better. what better place and weather than doing it here on the pier. So you, um, you have lots of topics. You had some wonderful lectures on board of the ship and one was about glaciers and about ice and so on. So um, we discussed this before. We want we wanted to pick one topic, ice-related topic, that I think is interesting and that you know a lot about, and that is sea ice. So my, my understanding is there's ice, but then there's, there's like 
different kinds of ice, right? <laughs> there definitely <laughs> is a uh, different kind of ice. And uh, that's something I try to point out in those lectures when, when people are thinking about the Arctic. We are talking about two, two major different uh, kinds of ice, and that's the um, sea ice and, and the other one is just glacial ice. Okay, so I know glaciers. Glaciers... In, for example, Greenland, uh, they they pump out a lot of ice, and that is that is packed snow that becomes ice, I think. And then, but then, then there's this other ice, the sea ice, which is like the well. I thought this this came from glaciers. No, <laughs> well, basically, um, glacial ice is just compressed snow. Yeah. Uh, it just has accumulation zones where it just uh, compiles snow and compresses it into ice. Um, Sea ice, on the other hand, is just frozen water, basically. But the sea is salty, and I, I remember many places where they put salt on the roads to take the ice off. Yeah, isn't that funny? So how does that work? Uh, that's interesting, um, because Friedrich Nansen has uh, discovered that on his first expedition to Greenland when he was a young student. And um, he just figured out that there is a cold surface stream in the Arctic Ocean. That's cold enough. Um, so the the salt in the water can settle and uh, the surface of the of the ocean just started freezing over and underneath the ice we actually have um, a tiny layer of, of salt so we have um, a higher concentration of salt under the ice so wait the, the salt drops lower in the water and the surface is not as salty then exactly and that is that has to do with temperature It does have to do with, with, with temperature, but uh, the formation of sea ice is not only linked to temperature, but also to um, the behavior of the sea. If it's more calmer, then you have a different kind of formation than if we have rough sea. So the ice floats, the, the, like the proverbial ice float that has a polar bear sitting on it, uh, that is sea ice. Most likely. Most likely. Most likely. Okay. It's not so easy to say um, because when we have floating uh, ice flows, uh, for example, reaching the north coast of, of Iceland, mm -hmm. when when we're talking about those ice flows, that's that might be an iceberg. Might be an iceberg that came from a from a glacier from the inland ice. Okay. Is there a, a simple way to tell those two kinds of ice apart? Or do you have to go there and, I don't know, taste it or I don't know? <laughs> the size is definitely um, a point. Um, if, you, if you have a higher piece um, over the surface of the ocean, then it's definitely not an ice flow. Then it's an um, iceberg. Because uh, sea ice does not tend to be that big or it becomes so large like an iceberg. It's just flatter. Exactly. All right. Anything else interesting about sea ice? Lots, probably. Well, we have an average of 6.5% of the Earth's surface uh, covered in, really? in sea ice. Yes, that's roughly 22.5 million square kilometers. So that's a huge area. And that's just the, the annual average. It's not like the, the largest um, extent. Is that, is that the uh, Arctic and the Antarctic together? Yes, it's both together, yeah. Okay. Uh, I would guess the Antarctic produces more sea ice than the Arctic. Uh, in fact, the Arctic has uh, older ice so the ice in the arctic gets older than in the antarctic in the antarctic we usually have annual ice so it just um gets created during winter but then it gets thinner during summer and uh it partially melts so it doesn't get that old in the arctic region we have the core of the ice um, around the north pole which is getting older and older so we have um perennial um ice there so it's just growing over years and gets thicker and stronger and that makes it more difficult to break it actually so i have seen some things on the media recently that talk about the age of the 
sea ice in the Arctic and how it gets younger and younger, that the old ice is kind of disappearing. Can you say it's something about that? Yeah, that's a um, that's a finding of, of NASA. I have just observed that the um, the area north of Alaska, where where we usually had um, like a, a drift, where the younger ice just accumulated and uh, got strengthened and got into multi-year ice and got stronger and stronger, that the waters there get so warm. And this does not happen anymore. So um, we basically don't have the area where the ice gets thicker and thicker. So that's why we're losing more and more of this multi-year ice and have more and more uh, just annual ice. Yeah. Is, that, is that a problem? It definitely is a problem because um, when we lose the, the sea ice, we also lose the reflection of uh, of the sun so the reflection of the heat of the sun so that actually just goes into the ocean oh less less ice less white less reflection exactly. more dark so so more heat yeah, gets the, stuck the, on the Earth. ocean the ocean is darker than the ice and um, it uh, it works a little bit like a battery so it um, just gets all the heat takes the heat and heats up so the, the ocean gets warmer it uh, melts the sea ice and that's just an accelerating process so it has been accelerating. Yes, for, for years. Since the early 90s, we actually have the numbers that the melt of the sea ice, the warming of the ocean, they are interconnected and that they're actually accelerating. Okay. Uh, d does anyone have any ideas what that is going to lead to? It might lead to um, an ice-free Arctic at a certain point. That's kind of scary because I like it cold up here. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> That's the reason why I'm here. But we also have to uh, to discuss the idea of um, sea level rising due to the melt of the North Pole. Yeah, that's one of the things. Uh, uh, ice melting and sea levels. How does that? How is that linked together? Well, it is linked together when we think about glacial ice, because the glacial ice, which is like uh, fresh water just um, collected on land, if that melts and gets into the ocean, then um, we have additional water in the ocean. So, so you, sea level you rises. drop an ice cube into a drink and it rises. Exactly. Yeah. But um, the sea, sea ice, which we have in the Arctic and Antarctic, that's already the ice cube in the ice. It's just frozen. It's so it floats on the water already. Exactly. So when that, when that melts, it's just changing its aggregate. But it just... It, contains the same volume so it's not changing the sea level okay so north pole ice an ice free north pole doesn't change any sea level no it doesn't change the sea level it changes the um the amount of salt in the water because it uh, basically works like if you would put fresh water into the ocean so it makes the the ocean less salty it yes. dilutes it exactly yes does that have any consequences it does it does um when you pour more fresh water into the ocean, it has effects of the circulations of the ocean, of the streams. They are all interconnected. You have um, ocean flows around the whole globe. And if you change... Like this, oh yeah, we talked about this with uh, Mario in an uh, earlier episode, the elevator kind of thing that exactly. moves the, the, the different currents and it kind of goes into interesting patterns like uh, snaking patterns mm -hmm. and, and meandering patterns and comes back and goes all the way back around. Exactly, and that's like the engine of, of our climate. So we have warmer climates in Central Europe because of, of the Gulf Stream. And that um, is related to the salt content? It does, yeah. yeah. Uh, as soon as you have a, a lower salt um, in, the, 
in the Atlantic, for example, it will affect the flow of the Gulf Stream. Oh, that's that means that means Lofoten might actually get colder again because this place here <laughs> is is remarkably warm for being up in the Arctic, especially because it's in early, the Gulf Stream for early early in the year. That's yeah. true. Yes, yeah, um, it might affect. Uh, several areas, coastal areas um, around Norway, but also Iceland, um, probably even Greenland and Spitsbergen. But um, this is like a, a process that takes quite some time. And when we see those horror news that the Gulf Stream might stop working, it takes a lot of water to go in there. And in fact, uh, I've read studies about the whole ice cap of uh, Greenland needs to melt down and uh, gets released into the uh, Atlantic Ocean to um, stop the Gulf Stream from working. Okay, but that that doesn't mean we shouldn't be worried, right? No, we should be worried, uh, definitely, um, because minor changes already um, produce severe actions. So what we can see, we have shifting seasons in the the Arctic region. We have um, almost no spring, almost no autumn. We basically have a very poor winter, uh, and a longer, much, much longer summer. Somehow those summers are more rainy and not that um, sunny anymore. So we have definitely um, a change of pattern in, in those seasons in the Arctic. And the whole thing is a bit of a very finely balanced uh, balance clockwork. And I think Indeed, t- yeah. tipping it out of balance, at least my understanding is that that might lead to some acceleration in other places as well. It does, yeah. Climate is completely connected. So if we have changes in the Arctic, it will also affect the area around the equator and uh, further south. So we can't just keep it um, localized in in the Arctic region. So we have minor effects in the Arctic, and that will affect the whole world climate. And you bring people here to help them get more sensitive to these issues. I think that's one of the things... One of the reasons to bring people is not just show them the beauty, but kind of help them understand what's going on up here. That's what these lectures are for, and that's what just experiencing it is for. That's true. I think only if you understand what you're dealing with, you can become an ambassador of, uh, about those areas. And uh, when you have the pleasure to bring people here and show them this beauty, and show them also how fragile this beauty is, and how quickly it changes um, just in the past few years, then you raise this awareness and they are coming home. They are becoming uh, multipliers. They are going to to their friends, to their family members and uh, will talk about what they experienced. And that's probably the, the best part of that job. All right. I think, yeah, I think that's it for this episode. Um, we'll have more. For sure. Uh, Mario also will be back at one point. So, Henry, thank you so much for coming on the show and for sharing with us your knowledge about the Arctic. Uh, we'll have more topics. And uh, can, can I have you back? For sure. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.